I, yeah, I think the lag problem we were having last time, Christina, was that we were both on video. That's entirely possible. I'm also, like, like I, I am comfortable having my video on with you, too. I am just not doing it right now because uh, I am still testing the limits of my new Wi-Fi. Fair enough. Uh, I yeah. just generally don't like people to acknowledge that I exist, so I don't put on camera. <laughs> that, See, I, understandable. I like having... <laughs> I like having video chat open when I do this stuff because then I can like I can see people about to talk and I know to not start talking over them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, obviously it takes up a lot of bandwidth and can get really laggy. So it was very counterintuitive when me and Christina were both doing video last time, mm-hmm. and like I'd be able to say a full sentence and then wait like <laughs> the newscaster satellite delay amount of time for Christina <laughs> to respond. No, like literally, like. Literally, uh, Eric, because uh, I'm doing a game with Eric, uh, and mm-hmm. everyone else has their webcam on, and meanwhile, mine, I don't know how in Zoom to do an image without having the webcam on and making my background, so I literally will fold up my webcam and make it pitch black, and my background uh, is just one of the frames <laughs> from the second Zootopia Pro-Life comic where he's shouting, stop, stop, I can't take it anymore. Oh my god, no. Theo. <laughs> <laughs> See, what you should do... Um, is commission someone to redraw that with your persona instead of just Nick? Oh, there's oh I've, I've got a, I've got a I've got a, like a series of things uh, that I need to get my poses. I need my persona to be drawn in. <laughs> uh, I, we're st- this, I'm glad we're getting all this juicy, delicious podcast gold. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> all this delightful audio gold. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of this is to say that Discord does have the capability to do video, but I don't think you're supposed to. It's like, you can, you shouldn't, but you can. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> also, this is this is the virgin uh, Google Meet and the chat Discord. <laughs> With Google being like, oh, well, you can only video chat for an hour now unless you want to pay us. And it's like, no. No. Yeah. No. Do you not know what people are using your thing for? Mm-hmm. Me and Lindsay will keep using Hangouts until it dies. We are grandfathered in. We cannot bring anyone else into it. Oh my god, are you doing the thing that uh, Jake and Josh do where you're just using the same Hangouts link every time? Yep. Holy cow. Incredible. You absolute legends. Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now As we riff the show Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out Why we love this show Better grab your golden stars and slushies Cause you're listening You're listening To loser like me Loser like me Hey everybody, welcome to Loser Like Me. It's a Glee Christmas in September recap and review podcast. It's where we watch the Glee Christmas episode and then we become the Grinch. (laughs) Hi, my name is Christina. I use she, her pronouns. And you're making me hate Christmas! (laughs) Hi, I'm Tanner, they, them, and I'm a water gun that shoots jelly. Oh god, I was afraid you were going to take that one. <laughs> uh, and with us we have a very glee guest. Um, it's Theo. Oh, Danny boy, 
The pipes, <laughs> the pipes are calling. No, you're a season early. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't even know how to respond to that. Hello, yes, I've never. The seen... Irishman isn't until next year. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've never seen. Hi, I'm on this podcast, uh, doing what. But guys of my guys of my genre usually do in talking about something I have no authority in, but I'm going to authoritatively <laughs> state my opinions anyway. Uh, yeah, I've never seen an episode of Glee. I just like attention. Oh my god! Oh god, Theo's gonna mansplain Glee. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to the day Theo gets canceled. He mansplains Glee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is my first and. Honestly, probably last time watching Glee, and that is my very first note, is my experience getting into this episode is was like this, uh, that Spongebob meme of Patrick coming home and seeing all the eyes under his house and just going, Who are you people? <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess I should have expected, I just didn't, <laughs> so I was starting out, and it like did the rapid fire recap, and it was just... <laughs> In and of itself, I don't think it was a very good recap. But it was like, Susan and Susanna broke up. Jerry died. Bill joined an underground fighting ring. And I'm like, whoa, what? (laughs) Who are these people? That's just fucking Riverdale, man. (laughs) God, I hate that you're you're probably right. (laughs) Also, those those are all events from, again, next season. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Uh, But, yeah, so do I need to just lay into my take on the episode? Or do y'all have a format we're leaning into here? (laughs) The, I mean, when we have a guest, normally we ask what your experience is with the show and the extracurricular, and you've already talked about the former, so I don't know, did, did you ever sing in school choir or something? Not since, like, fifth or sixth grade. Uh, I was, I remember back in, like, when I lived in Franklin, uh, before I moved to Chattanooga and I was 12, they had, like, a boys' choir uh, at school, and I was part of that. Uh, mm-hmm. And after that, I became an orchestra kid, and I was really bad at it, but... It was a good, but I liked my high school, so I did it all that time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought. What'd you play? Uh, I was a percussionist. Nice. Okay. Yep. And again, I was not good at it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I figured you'd either be percussion or trumpet. Fair. I, mm, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> that the new zodiac sign. But guessing someone's orchestra <laughs> orchestra assignment. <laughs> now, Theo, since you mentioned that you that this is your first and last episode of Glee, uh, I would like to ask you then, since you didn't watch Glee, do you remember what people were doing about Glee when when it was airing when you were in high school? Like, were you aware of Glee? Literally, I, I love that phrasing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something <laughs> has you to be con- done about Glee. Were you conscious? Had you, had you bit the apple of knowledge that is Glee? Um, <laughs> no, I... I I'm sure I knew of it, but, like, just, I didn't give a shit. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, literally, the only, I think, only direct reference I had of it, or point of reference I had of it, was the joke in Community, like, I think it was season two or so, where, uh, Jeff was crying about his girlfriend breaking up with him, and he then just, like, he always made me watch Glee. I don't understand the appeal. Like, and I, <laughs> so that was, like, my one point of reference. And, yeah, I knew they sang shit. That was, like, the only thing. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Understandable. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of things. I I just didn't watch a lot of, like, sitcom TV except for Scrubs, uh, 
Which to this day is still one of my favorite. That absolutely TV shows. tracks. That yeah. absolutely tracks. <laughs> I think one of the mo- one of the worst times I've ever been just assassinated by a friend was when they started watching Scrubs when I was in college, and they came back <laughs> and they were like, "So you're basically like JD," and I'm like, "No, I'm not." They're like, "Yeah, you kind of are," <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, I haven't watching it since I was like four or five, so actually this tracks." Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Listeners, email us which instruments you think we play and which Scrubs characters you think we are. <laughs> I don't know Scrubs. This will be interesting. <laughs> time for a, time for a new recap podcast. Look on on the list of things that I would like to watch for TV shows. It is Scrubs is further down on the list than Power Rangers and Sailor Moon and Mystery Science Theater three thousand. <laughs> so you know what? That's all fair. Hey, the other thing that I was watching since I was five. <laughs> I like how this is the, the welcome to Winter Like Me, where we talk about good shows instead of Glee. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these notes are uh, an assortment of them are uh, I want to commit Sudoku, uh, <laughs> five question marks in a line, and uh, at this point I shotgunned a mango white claw to cope. Oh my god! <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> I literally, literally, I also took a note at when I got to the five minute mark, just so I'd know. And the immediate note after that is that I took a break and read several chapters of Ken Ganashira. And then I watched an episode of Ken Ganashira, a show I've already seen several times. <laughs> oh my god, Theo. <laughs> you had to consume other media to cope. Yeah, I literally just paused it, got up, went and sat at my computer and just read Ken Ganashira. Oh, so, and then I was like, hey, you know what? I want to watch a big man hurt another big man so hard he bleeds and watch one of the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and so here's where I'm coming from for this episode, because um, in in universe, not in uh, in real life, in real time, <laughs> uh, we took two weeks off so that Christina could do a whole move. Right. Um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. in that in this free time I had of none podcasts. Uh, because Lindsay was also on vacation, so I didn't have near enough to worry about either. In this free time, I decided to binge all of High School Musical, the musical, the series. Huh. And uh, you know what? That show's actually good. Hmm. It's actually a good show with likable characters. What a concept. And then I have to come back to Glee. And yeah, then it came back. <laughs> Take me back! Please! <laughs> I don't want to be here! Um, yeah, no, I did not really But we're here this. now. <laughs> we're here now. We yep, we're we're back in the darkest timeline, everyone. <laughs> Tanner, I don't have the stuff pulled off. Can you read up the stats for this episode? Stats? Uh duh. let me find the right tab. <laughs> yeah, it's got t- twenty attack and sixteen defense. No. <laughs> I, oh, summoned, please, it's lower uh, I summoned season two, episode ten, attack position. <laughs> <laughs> They're all in attack position. <laughs> They're all coming to fight you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, season two, episode ten, A Very Glee Christmas, was directed by Alfonso Gomez Rayon and written by Ian Brennan, and it aired on December 7th, 2010. Naturally, it was the last episode of 2010. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's Christmas episode. It's Christmas time. Krampus! Again. <laughs> yeah, cr- Christmas baby. Um, it's Krampus season. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Lock your doors, it's Krampus time. And it starts with uh, Emma walking up to Will and in the staff room, and she's like, "Hey, are you sad that we had a whole season's worth of unresolved sexual tension, and that I dumped you for a hot dentist, and then we got married in Vegas?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's fine." <laughs> yeah, the fact that's what it was immediately rolled into. And again, the fact I don't, I didn't, and to a large extent, still don't know most of the characters' names. And that's also, a, that's understandable. And also, why the fuck was the camera so shaky in that scene? That was like the immediate thing I noticed. Was it like they gave an exceedingly weak boned man 
the camera. Not the regular cameraman. <laughs> they just took a random dude off the street with like a walker and they're like, hey, you want to hold the camera for a minute? <laughs> oh, no. I didn't notice that, truthfully. I mean, maybe it was in other scenes, too. And maybe I was just like looking for things to complain about. But like, yeah, immediately it was the shakiest. It was like I was watching a Bourne movie scene. Oh <laughs> I was gosh. watching a Matt Damon fight scene, except it was just two people <laughs> lamenting their failed relationship or some shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like after after Emma is like, "Are you sad, Will?" He's like, "Yeah," and she's like, "Do you want to come hang out with my husband and I at our Christmas Eve party?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> we love your vibe. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to make that same joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so like off the bat i was just that 90 mile per hour recap and then that scene uh, yeah yeah it was just a hell of a way to get introduced to the show (laughs) and then they do the secret santa i remember because i took a note how it's mathematically proven to be an awful secret santa system even though uh, i know it was later the joke was that it was rigged but (laughs) even just out there doing it is a bad way to do secret santa yeah, Beast comes in and he hands out the Secret Santa, uh, the Secret Santa protein jar, and mm-hmm, everyone draws mm-hmm. a name from it, and Will gets Sue, and he's yeah. like, "Oh shit, I gotta get a gift for Sue." <laughs> yeah, and then we have to swivel onto the student plot for the episode, which is Brittany and Artie are hanging out, and and they're talking about Christmas, and she's like, "But Artie, what are you gonna ask Santa for?" After he was like, "The only Christmas present that I want." is for my parents to stop friend requesting me on Facebook. <laughs> and then she's like, but Artie, what are you asking Santa for? And he's like, uh... And she's like, you only have a limited amount of time to get your letter to Santa before the weather the North Pole stops uh, stops mail from going. Yeah, is that just- and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just gonna ask with that, that girl, is that like just her character? Is that she's like just not all there like i don't know anything yes Yes. (laughs) like i wasn't sure if this was like unexpected of this character or like this is just how she always is yeah she she's dumb and she's bi and she is free of sin you know what fair hey same Mm -hmm. connection (laughs) yeah she she's doing her best and i think a helpful context for this theo is that at this point like most of like the main students have only really been friends for six months, but they've only really like been around each other for a year and a half <laughs> at All this right. point. Fair enough. So they're still getting to know each other. Yeah. <laughs> which is why this is a surprise to Artie. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get a green title card instead of the usual white text on black background. It's white text on like the specific green that was the color on VHS tape introductions. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, time for the first musical number. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I didn't even take notes on most of the musical numbers except the one later with Sue. <laughs> I just kind of—I think I just dissociated while those were happening. Valid. Good. Good choice. <laughs> um. Anyways, remember, everyone, we're all minority. We're all misfits because we're in the Glee Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this is. And I was at the point where they, where they make a fat girl eats anything joke and i was like oh nice you, da- you nailed it writers you got some fucking yeah. geniuses in the room here <laughs> like because yeah i just remember like specifically like having just kind of like pause and like 
just reflect on what I'm watching when they like, oh, the slushies in the face. And she's like, you can eat that, you know. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> I also have a note here that just says NBs can't celebrate Christmas. And I think that's because they're talking about like all the boys and girls or something, something mm-hmm. Christmas toys Santa love. And I'm just like, oh, well, guess I don't have to celebrate. Oh, that's right. Because they're singing <laughs> the Island of Misfit Toys. That's right. That was mm-hmm. the song. Yeah. Yeah. And... I personally enjoyed this. It was a cute scene. Um, like, it's set over uh, the Glee Club decorating this ramshackle Christmas tree with, like, broken, with, like, the star on the top is broken and it's patchy and stuff. Um, but it's a good song. They're all doing well. And I like the fact that you can hear Tina uh, kind of, she's kind of mixed to the lead, which is nice. Um, and. Other, like, other stuff that happens in the background, like Finn's sitting in the back, desperately trying to wrap presents and not succeeding. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brittany and Mike do a really cute, like, loop around the, they do a loop around the classroom waltzing. Um, and an interesting, like, note on the music here is that in the episode version, um, Quinn gets solos, but in the, like, in the album version... Kurt gets the solos because he wasn't present in the episode, but I guess they liked Chris Colfer's voice better than Diana Agron's voice, which is like, <laughs> nah. Rude. But yeah, it's it's fun. It's cute. They're having fun. And Rachel and Finn are on opposite sides of the classroom. <laughs> yes, because of the adultery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Will comes in. He's like, what's with this shitty Christmas tree? And they're like, oh, well... Mm-hmm. Finn found this no. shit tree on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Finn found a Christmas tree on the side of the road, probably because it fell off someone's car. Um, yeah. Santana got the ornaments by raiding the house of a holiday hoarder who was murdered by her son, <laughs> and Puck stole the like the present boxes under the tree from the mall because they're the empty display boxes. And Will's like, "That's terrible," and Mercedes is like, "That's eh, a metaphor for the show." <laughs> uh, no, the the thing about getting the tree on the side of the road actually makes me laugh because of that kind of reminds me of a back at back at college uh the student org i was part of one of its traditions was that uh, the freshmen had to procure the christmas tree for like the drawing room but they could not pay for it they had to get a christmas tree without transacting any money directly for the tree and the way me and the uh, and the freshmen that i joined the org with uh, mm-hmm. the way we did it was you just went to a park that was across the street, went deep into the woods, and just chopped a tree down with a shitty hatchet. <laughs> <laughs> tree theft, tree theft. Essentially, tree theft, yeah. Tree like that, <laughs> so that's how, there's like, there's like actual stories about other ones that have been done. Let me see if I can find that, that page, if there are any other good stories. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was just, that reminded me of that, because <laughs> that was a mm-hmm. good time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Will is like... You guys have been through a lot this year, and you deserve a sexy Christmas tree. So we're gonna go classroom to classroom caroling, and this won't end poorly at all. No, no, no. He he says some kind of a line about he never says anything about getting them a new Christmas tree. He says, "Oh, Christmas is about being grateful for all the things that turned out the way that you hoped they would, and we've had stuff to be grateful for. So let's go caroling to raise money for the local uh, youth homeless shelter." Okay. See, I I didn't realize he was already uh that was already his motivation because that's Will and he mm-hmm. rarely thinks about people other than himself. Mhm. Mhm. So that just kind of went over my head. Yeah. 
and everyone is like, if we go caroling classroom to classroom in this school, which hates us because Ryan Murphy says it does, we are going to be castigated and run out of the school on a rail. Vin's like, the power of Christmas will compel them! Anyway, which part of the episode are we on? I spaced out while I was finding this wiki page. Uh, I think we're at the part where a teacher throws a shoe at them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, good old Bush style. Um, <laughs> he throws a shoe, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did find that like kind of surreal about how... I guess that was the part I didn't expect about this show, is apparently that the Glee Club is hated by everyone. Which, yeah, fair. Because but... <laughs> the... The the entire premise of the of of like kind of the show Theo is that like everyone at this high school, unless they are directly involved with the choir or are named characters, absolutely loathes everything not no, not the performing arts. They specifically hate show choir. Hmm. And like and they just everyone wants to see them run into the ground. Huh. Yeah, I guess I just... Because (laughs) Ryan Murphy said, oh, let's just give them the highest fucking stakes imaginable. I guess. I guess. Yeah, that was like the one detail that was never communicated to me about this show in advance was, uh, was, yeah, that bad, (laughs) I guess because I was coming off of like, A, going to a performing arts high school and like the musical musical kids generally Mm -hmm. being very well liked and also like high school musical or like everyone's clamoring to be the singing person. And so coming here, and they're like, hey, we want you to fucking die. <laughs> it's like, and it's like the <laughs> teacher saying, like, what? Yeah, <laughs> this, this is all to say that this musical number is We Need a Little Christmas. And it's, it's nice. It's fun. Mercedes is on lead. She sounds phenomenal. And everyone is cute. They start- The last 30 seconds. Yeah. They, they start out swaying back and forth, but then the peanut gallery of, people who are absolutely definitely teenagers we promise uh, starts yelling at them stuff like you suck and who brings a band to go caroling and then one and there's one student uh who yells you're making me hate christmas and uh i would would, and i knew he looked familiar yeah, yeah. Um, y'all want to know who this who this person who, who this person who yells you're making me hate Christmas is? Who? This is Luke Youngblood, and I didn't I didn't recognize him until I saw his name in the credits. He's the guy who played Lee fucking Jordan in Harry Potter. Huh. Okay, we have different trivia then because there's another student who yells at them yeah. who I also thought looked familiar, so I dug through IMDb for him. And he's Damien Haas from Smosh. Wait, the the one who the one who was like, who brings a band or someone else? Yeah, I, yeah. Oh my god. Hmm. Also, Luke Youngblood, super hot. <laughs> Highly recommend Instagram following. <laughs> but yeah, and so like everyone's heckling them, and then a teacher fucking throws a shoe at them, which which is just I I guess. Illegal. First, first off, it, illegal. That that yes. show. <laughs> yes, but also, like, a weird fucking pull, because at this point, the, the journalist whose name I cannot remember who rightfully and justifiably threw a shoe at George W. Bush, that happened, like, seven or eight years ago when this episode aired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think that was a Bush reference. I just think it's funny when people get shoes thrown at them. I, I, I think it's funny when people get shooed. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so yeah, teacher throws the shoe. 
I have written on here Thanksgiving joke was kind of funny, and I do not remember what the actual joke was, so I guess it wasn't that oh, funny. That's the that's the next scene after they all uh, after they all flee the classroom. Right. They, they're heard like go 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 get out get out get out. <laughs> and then everyone's like, oh man, it didn't work. Oh gee, Wilkers. They're working on decorating a new tree that Will got them that didn't fall off a car. <laughs> and they're making like a popcorn garland stuff for it. And it's funny because like I think Lauren and Mercedes are snacking on the popcorn <laughs> that they're supposed <laughs> to be using. But this is this is the part I think where Finn says something about like like oh like being grateful and like oh Thanksgiving. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. I for- that was it. <laughs> Isn't that Thanksgiving? Finn is trying very hard to keep everyone's Christmas spirit alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is also where Artie explains to like a majority of the rest of the club the Britney situation and how like he, yeah it's kind of weird but also he thinks it's sweet that she still has that Christmas magic alive and he wants to help her keep it alive. Mm-hmm. So we're all gonna go visit the mall Santa after school. Yeah, and I really like this because when like Britney says, "I asked Santa for the Glee Club to stop being bullied." Oh my God. <laughs> and and then Artie's like, everyone, please come closer behind the tree so Brittany cannot see or hear us. <laughs> and I, I really like that everyone, like every single person in the club is like, okay, what's going on here? And then, okay, you know what? We're going to help out Brittany, our sweet friend, and we're going to help her believe in Christmas still. Everyone buys in. But, like, even Santana, who is still pining over Brittany being with someone else, like, everyone buys in to help Brittany be happy. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's never a point where they're like, we have to find a way to tell Brittany that Santa isn't real. No, the whole thing's like, we have to make sure Brittany never stops believing. I, I mm-hmm. do have to ask, since I'm never watching this show again, do they keep this up for future- You know, you keep saying that, and I guarantee we're gonna rope you into another episode. Oh, f- <laughs> phenomenal. Looking forward to it. Uh, but <laughs> d- does this happen for the future Christmas episodes? Do they keep this up through the series? I don't know. Do they, Tanner? I think so, but like it's never an A plot again. So it's like there's there's nothing saying that she stops believing at any point, as far as I remember. So okay, we can assume that she still believes. (laughs) I still believe. See, this is the part where I was like, but what if we did a feature with? Uh, they should have featured uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer simply because of the line then they could have said, but as for me and Brittany, we believe. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa's gonna sue the pants off Santa. Didn't they make an animated <laughs> movie based off of that song? They did. Huh. I think they made a couple, actually. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, the, the Grandma verse. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Then we get to go see all of them going to uh, going to visit Santa at the mall. <laughs> uh, Brittany talks to one of the elves, and she's like, "I don't understand the difference between an elf and a slave." No, that's right. That was so weird. <laughs> like I understood it's part of the it's just the natural extension of her belief, but yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Brittany as Pierce Breaker of Chains. <laughs> <laughs> Britney said elf rights. <laughs> <laughs> um, Quinn is like, I, I do not, like, look, I know we said we were going to do this for Britney, but I do not want to sit on Santa's lap. They always smell weird, and they're always strangely, like, warm, and like, well, it's probably the polyester. <laughs> <laughs> 
But Artie is like, Mercedes, I'm nominating you for the first sacrifice to Santa. And <laughs> I wrote down what everyone asked for. Um, <laughs> Mercedes asked for the, like stuff from the song Up on the Housetop, like a, like a scooter and a dolly that laughs and cries and stuff. Lauren Zeises asks for Puckerman to love her because he's a fox and also sweet potato fries. Quinn asks for treatment for stretch marks. <laughs> hmm. Sam asks for lots of chapstick. Mike asks for Channing Tatum to stop being and stuff. <laughs> um, I forgot about that. Apparently that joke was because like um, Harry Shum Jr. had lost out on some roles to Channing Tatum. Like <laughs> like dance roles and stuff. Valid. Like, as someone who loves Jupiter Ascending, this still made me laugh. <laughs> We're gonna reboot... Not if I vote you first, Jupiter Ascending, Harry Shum Jr. is the Fox Boy. No, Wolf Boy. Mm-hmm. God, that would be fun. Um, Santana then asks for Bling. She doesn't specify. She says he'll know. And then she has to make the joke about, like, oh, is that a something in your pocket? Or are you just excited to see me or whatever? And leaves, because she's like, nah, I don't want this. Um, and in another, why does the joke have to be Asian? Tina says, when's Asia Santa get here? <laughs> that one that one I'm giving a little bit of a pass for because it's Black Santa. And mm-hmm. so the, I I feel like that the, the punchline is more about that than just the fact that the writers don't know how to do any comic lines from Tina other than referencing the fact that she's Asian. <laughs> I'm hoping I'm being real optimistic. I'm being real <laughs> Christmas spirit here. <laughs> I mean, hey, <laughs> these are really good writers. It's why they're working on Glee. <laughs> it's why the it's why the job they got was working on Glee. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Christina. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, and then finally, Brittany is like, "Hey, Santa, do you see my boyfriend over there, the one in the chair? I want him to be able to walk for Christmas." Yeah! And and Santa and Artie is like looking at Santa, and he's like. No, do not tell her that you can do this. Do not, do not. And Santa's like, you know what? I'll see what I can do. And Artie's like, oh no, we're all gonna die. <laughs> and my note here is, didn't we do this plot last season? Did they? No, remember, all of Ardo, all of Artie's plots revolve around either he's sad that he can't walk or he can't stop fucking. Huh. <laughs> I wish I could... <laughs> I can't walk because of all this fucking I'm doing. <laughs> my doctor says my legs would heal if I just stopped. But you know what? You know what this machine has to do. God, yeah, I was. I took a note that was just oh holy shit when I got to that part, and then clarified for myself what it was about because I was like, oh, <laughs> this is. I guarantee. Actually, I, y'all know the show better. Do they, Did they have any, like, disability, like, consultants, like, when writing no. stuff for Artie? Yeah, okay, I was guessing <laughs> as much that this was the plot. And he's just no. like... And, yeah, like... Because, <laughs> like... And, I'm, and you know, I, I'm, I'm sure you already know that Kevin McHale can walk. I mean, yes. he's not a wheelchair user. Presumably, yeah, like, I, I, wasn't, I, wasn't paying, I wasn't paying attention to that detail so much as just that, like... Mm-hmm. I... I don't feel like that was a good idea at any point. Oh, it wasn't. Like, it wasn't the just, other. Like, yes, I want to be able to walk again. I'm like, oh, no. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I'm not. <laughs> uh. 
I have notes on how they could have saved this, but I'm saving them for later. Like in this, mm-hmm. in this, I, I, I have a vision of how this could have been a good episode. Tanner, save it for your other podcast. <laughs> no, I have, we have to do it now. <laughs> it's time for the crossover. Well, not now, episode. but but this week. <laughs> what is this? A crossover episode? Um, it's time for a a pretty decent scene. Um, because we then get to cut to Finchel, so that's Finn and Rachel, Theo, uh, mm-hmm. in the auditorium. Uh, Rachel has bedecked the stage with what feels like about 70,000 artificial Christmas trees in various technicolors. <laughs> and she's like talking to the band and she's like, now everything has to be lush and beautiful. The music has to be phenomenal. And Finn is like, excuse me, what has to be phenomenal? And she's like, oh, hi, I got you a Christmas present. And even though I'm a Jew and she's like, and she, he opens it, and it's a gift certificate entitling him to one song to be sung by Rachel Berry to you of her choice. <laughs> and she's like, would you like to sit down so that I can sing to you? And he's like, he recognizes the game she's playing, and he's like, no, I'm not going to do this because I know that you're, tr- I know what you're trying to do. And she's like, but Finn, I haven't had the chance to apologize. And he's like, Rachel, I've given you plenty of chances to apologize, but I'm not interested in forgiving you right now. And leaves. And it, it, it's it's beautiful here because one of the guitar players for the band is like, should we go? And she's like, no. Just like in Broadway, despite ha- despite happiness or heartbreak, this show must go on. And why waste a perfectly good set, band, and artificial snow by the AV club? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she says happiness or heartbreak. I think she says heartbreak or heart attack. Mm-hmm. Um, because the bassist spoke, he now gets like an extra $500 probably. <laughs> nice. Good for him. Speaking, speaking role, you're no longer an extra. Um, <laughs> da, da, da. She made a joke or just a, a, she had a line about how she only keeps things if they're just right. And that's why she's given away so many kittens. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And also, Finn talks about how he doesn't like artificial trees, and he loves the smell of a real tree. And I'm sitting here thinking, Finn, you're a borderline trailer kid. I know know your mom worked hard to give you a great childhood, but she would not be going out and getting a fresh Christmas tree every year. That is way too much money. You absolutely had an artificial tree that had a whole bunch of car fresheners stuffed inside it. (laughs) Yeah, but it. I would like to point out that Christmas trees do exist in the wild, and... It's also possible they could have, like, a relative could have had a live Christmas tree. Oh, or maybe Carol was just pulling a Theo. <laughs> yeah, Carol Carol pulled a Theo. Carol went into a public park. Carol fucking Hudson said, I went, said, I'm going to get my son a Christmas tree, even if I have to get arrested for it, and went out and got a real Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and Rachel sings Merry Christmas, Darling, and it's good because it's a good song. And technically, mm-hmm. Leah Michelle is capable of singing, so you know, it yeah. works. Yeah, it's <laughs> in in this musical number. Like, there's a part where she's like pining through the song, and she looks through the window in the choir door where Finn is helping Santana put the star on the tree, and then she also walks past Quinn and Sam who are kissing under some mistletoe that Sam is holding in the hallway. And she walks past them longingly as well. And my note here is, I will not let this by disaster go. <laughs> anyway, it's fine. It, it's good. It's fine. Anyway, time for the little gay boys. 
Yep. The one hey, the one scene in the episode I actually wholeheartedly enjoyed. Good. Yeah. Do you want to take this one then, Theo? I mean, sure, yeah. Like this was I actually even just have it in my notes that this is actually the best part of the episode. It's really cute. Thank you. Uh these two little <laughs> these two these two little gabies just singing Baby It's Cold Outside. Wholesome, heartful. I liked it. I thought it was really sweet and cute. <laughs> I don't know who they are. I had no I had no point of reference for these fools, but <laughs> And yeah, no, I genuinely enjoyed that scene. I thought, I thought the song was super well done. I thought it was. Mm-hmm. It's not even a song. I switched. like, there's, there's only one song in this episode I actually gave much of a shit about before watching the episode, which we'll get to when it comes. Uh, but mm-hmm. it is like, yeah, I thought it was just. I don't have much deep to say about it. I just thought it was. In some ways, it helped that I knew nothing about these characters because it just let me vibe with the scene. <laughs> <laughs> After they sing the song, uh. Blaine leaves, and then Will comes in. Mm-hmm. And Kurt's like, oh, Mr. Shu, so nice to see you. What brings you here? Want to transfer schools to a place where they like teaching? <laughs> <laughs> to a place where pencils are not used as a weapon. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah. Uh, and Will's like, uh, nah, I just wanted to say hi. Is that someone special? And Kurt says, no, but on the upside, I'm in love with him, and he's actually gay. So progress. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I I just realized I have an interesting bit of trivia here. Um, apparently, like at the to introduce the song, Blaine is like, "Okay, Kurt, I need you to help me practice because I'm going to be singing in the King's Island Christmas Spectacular because King's Island is like a big amusement park in Ohio." And um, apparently. King's Island hasn't done a Christmas Spectacular since 2005. My note here is, perhaps it was just a gay ruse. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and then Will's like, Kurt, I need your help. Yeah, because there's a five-second scene right before this where it shows Will trying to write down gift ideas for Sue. Option Mm -hmm. one, robot dog. Option two, a A soul. soul! (laughs) Kurt's like, it's okay, Mr. Shu, I have a plan. Oh yeah, and then there's also a flashback to Will when he was with his first wife, and she, he he gives mm-hmm. her jumper cables for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Will goes in with his gift all wrapped, and he meets Emma, who also has her gift wrapped. And she's like, yeah, it was so hard, because I had to buy a gift for Sue. And Will's like, but I got a gift for Sue. And then Beast comes up, and he's like, but I got a gift for Sue. And then Sue, like, cut to Sue's office. You all got me gifts. I rigged it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you can't do that. And Sue is like, yes, I can. And legally, uh, and I have legal grounds to do it also. Uh, also, I'm an honorary cop. All Sues are bastards. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... They're like, you can't do this! We won't let you ruin Christmas, Sue Sylvester! And she's like, leave my office now, or else I'm going to have you all arrested. Yeah. And wasn't this the same scene, or maybe it was later on, oh no, I guess it had to be later on, where they make a joke about the My Lai Massacre? Oh, I, I, was it, I don't remember where it was, but she said it. Because I just, I just have My Lai and three question marks written on this line. Yeah, Sue Sylvester says stuff like that. Yep. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I'm like, I, I'm not like deeply offended because, you know, dark comedy is a thing. It was just so out of left field. <laughs> and yeah, like, I, like I, I, 
I was messaging Theo on Discord about like, hey, sorry I didn't warn you about some of the dark humor, and Theo's like, nah, it's fine. I'm like, yeah, but it's just, we, tr we try to give people a forewarning because we can remember broad strokes concerning things that might happen, but then they throw mm -hmm. random lines out like that and I choke on my banana bread. <laughs> <laughs> my cat stole yeah. my banana bread. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, also, as, as they're uh, being forced out of Sue's office, Will unhooks Sue's phone. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Who's the like cheerleader that like like hangs around Sue and um like Oh, that's Becky. Is she like actually a character or is her the entire like bit that she just does Sue Sue stuff? Like stuff for No, Sue? she's a, mm -hmm. she's a real character. She like she started off as like heart so when she first appeared she was heartwarmingly disabled because yeah. it was like oh it's because sue has a sister with down syndrome and so that's why she takes uh, sympathy on becky but over mm -hmm. the course of the series becky takes on more and more sue traits so now it's just the down syndrome is almost irrelevant now we just have a smaller sue interesting mm -hmm. and she does a lot of fun she, she does a lot of like fun comedy bits too like when when will takes the phone off the hook uh, Becky, like, runs over real quick to put it back and then runs back real quick to sit on a present box by Sue. Like, like yes, hello, I am here ready to help. In <laughs> yeah. in a previous episode, uh, Becky got to be Sue's secretary when she was the principal. <laughs> yeah, Becky is another real good character and an actual mm -hmm. character. Mm -hmm. Lauren Potter's great. Nice. Speaking of Lauren's, uh, um, after <laughs> what I assume is a commercial break in the airing, Lauren mm -hmm. Zizes is going down the hall with the Santa hat, and Sue stops her, and she's like, what are you wearing? It's this Santa hat. I want to be festive. <laughs> and Sue's like, well, I want the Santa hat. <laughs> and and Lauren is like, fine, whatever, hands it over, leaves, and then Becky runs in, and we're like, Coach, we have a situation. And it turns out that uh, Will and Coach Beast are cataloging and moving the presents that were intended for Sue, Including, notably, I think it was a Guitar Hero controller, because this happened in 2010. Right. <laughs> um, and then Will's like, when everyone, including HR, found out about the fact that uh, you rigged Secret Santa, uh, everyone on the staff decided to donate uh, the presents that they got you to the uh, McKinney-Vento home uh, for the young homeless people. And Sue was like, you can't do that. And Will was like, yes, I can. You're a Grinch. And then <laughs> Sue, I, my note here is just ominous staring at the Santa hat. <laughs> and in a different Ryan Murphy Enterprise, this would be a horror story. <laughs> no, because in Ryan Murphy's Christmas horror story, Santa's Danny Trejo. What? What? Yes. Yes, that happened. Is this a... That happened two weeks ago. What? Yep. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Interesting. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't mind Machete bringing me gifts. He could. I don't mind Machete breaking into my house and leaving behind a PS5. <laughs> he, he, yeah, Danny Trejo was Santa, and he killed Reggie from Riverdale, Calvin from Power Rangers Ninja Steel, Artie from Glee, and one of the guys from Pose. Oh, that. Oh, that's the plot of that, huh? Because they were bad YouTubers. <laughs> Reggie from Riverdale was killed for YouTube crimes. <laughs> yes, that that is the premise. Oh my god. Anyway, it's time for a different crime. Isn't it's not that much of a crime. <laughs> it's the, the the next scene is um the football boys minus Finn um asking coach Beast uh 
to essentially pretend to be Santa Claus for Brittany and to let her down gently about uh, Artie not being able to walk magically by Christmas magic. And he's like, okay, look, is this, like, is this a crack about me? And they're like, no, we already have the Santa suit, but just none of us are, none of us fit in the Santa suit. (laughs) And, and Coach Beast is like, okay, well, that's fine. And then Artie's like, and we need you to break into her house. And Coach Beast is like, excuse me. (laughs) They're like, no, 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 it's okay. It's with her parents. Everything's fine. And he's like, okay, that's, that's fine. I guess. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's time for plagiarism. Now it's time for an actual crime. <laughs> Sue goes full method. Absolutely. And then and then we get into the song that was the one thing that made me decide I wanted to guest on this episode was Tanner telling me, yeah, they do uh, the Grinch theme song. And I was like, they fucking what? They do what? Because <laughs> yep. that... Because that was one of the VHS tapes I had when I was a kid. Aww. So I watched that a lot. And so I really like the original song. And honestly, wasn't as bad as I feared. It still doesn't hold a candle yeah. to the original. but And it's not yeah. nearly as bad as the rendition I remember hearing years ago when they were doing the trailer for the the animated... like I think it must have been Illumination. Like they were doing uh, with Benedict Cum- uh, uh, Ben Affleck Cumberpatch. Um they were doing the Grinch and they had like a version of but like just a crappy off the shelf like Michael Bublé ass version of it oh, and that was no. that in the theater got me so incredibly angry because it was awful <laughs> uh, whereas this was like fine like it was it was not nearly as bad as I was afraid it was gonna be <laughs> yeah the disembodied voice of Katie Lang did pretty good mm-hmm. <laughs> fair enough yeah and like the like this whole thing is basically like 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 Tanner said Sue has decided to go full method so Becky is in costume as Max and Sue was like if Will if Will says that I'm a Grinch then he's going to get a Grinch as she applies green Mac to her face yeah. <laughs> and the musical number is literally just Sue destroying everything in the Glee classroom like she takes a hedge clipper to the Christmas tree um. They shred the sheet music. She unwraps and probably trashes some of the presents. Well, she unwraps everything, but probably some of them got broken. Um, she, like, slashes the stockings. Um, she fucking spray paints the piano keyboard! (laughs) (laughs) Which I got incensed about. Now how will they know which notes are which? Oh, also, on the on the album version of this, uh, Will gets to sing some lines in this song as well. Huh. So, it's fine, I guess. Really are the episode version is better than the album version. Yeah, that's weird. Yes. That's <laughs> kind of whack to me. Because I'm not surprised that an album exists of the songs off Glee, but the fact it's not... It, how you're describing that it's not just the songs that were in the episodes baffles mm-hmm. me. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, well, hey, did you so, like the so song? Like the- did you like the song in the episode? Here's a different thing. Did you like the thing? <laughs> Here's a different thing. It's so whack. The the Christmas albums for like season two and three were fascinating because they had like twice as many songs as actually featured in the episodes, and most of those songs never actually showed up on the show. It was mm-hmm. it, it basically it did follow the same Christmas album idea of every artist releasing a Christmas album of 
Let's just record a bunch of Christmas songs. We don't have to use them for anything, but we're going to make a Christmas album. I mean, if it doesn't yeah. if it doesn't have Patrick Swayze Christmas, then is it even really a Christmas album? <laughs> oh, that's true. Agreed. I'm make notes for my fanfic. Open up your heart and let the Patrick Swayze Christmas, Christmas in. Gather at the roadhouse with our neck. You ever heard this, Tanner? I know of it. I've just never actually heard. Oh, we it. need to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to. I, I only remember the first, the first line of the melody. Oh, I have the entire thing memorized because it's a standard in my house. We fucking Brilliant. love. Leo. We Brilliant. love the Patrick Swayze crit. I'll have to smash your kneecaps if you bastards touch my car. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, God bless Mystery Sunny Cedar. <laughs> this could be the swayziest Christmas of them. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Swayze Christmas. Yeah, I need to, I need to make sure that Tanner sees this. Absolutely, absolutely. God, yeah, I love awesome. I love Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> they, had, they had a better Christmas song than Glee did. Yep. C- correct. Mm-hmm. objectively correct yep um so also anyway. during the yeah. bridge scene uh it wouldn't be complete without a cindy lou who or a britney lou who rather mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i feel like this is a shot they directly plagiarized from the live action grinch absolutely because like britney like britney's got her hair done up and she's like santa and sue's like oh shit and but all that Brittany notices is the Santa suit, not the green face makeup, not the fact that it's clearly her cheerleading coach speaking. She's just like, a Santa suit, that is Santa. I mean, to be fair, that is also basically how the original scene they're referencing was. Yeah, and Brittany is like, Santa, I brought a present for the kids at the homeless shelter, uh, and it's a dollhouse. And... Sue's like, that's great. Go away. <laughs> I, I should actually, I, I might need to ruin my credibility here because uh, I've never actually seen the live action Grinch. Uh, I've only seen like the original animated one. And part of the reason mm-hmm. I never saw the live action one is I think already my parents weren't interested in seeing it because we we're purists. <laughs> we were like, no, the animated <laughs> one's the only one that exists. But also like, I, I don't know if it's actually how it happened, but it's how it's in my memory. The first trailers when they came out for it, scared the shit out of me because it was like super dark and the it was the thing of cindy lou mm-hmm. finding like the grinch but it's like it ends with like i'm the grinch and like rushing the camera and i'm like ah! like it, it scared the actual <laughs> shit out of me so i had no yeah. interest in seeing this movie understandable so that means then theo that you would not be interested in uh tearing the 2020 production of the grinch starring matthew morrison into shreds with us what? yeah they uh they did a live action stage musical last year starring matthew morrison as the grinch and boo boo stewart as max huh oh in, in a crime against boo boo stewart a live but Matthew Morrison deserves what he got. Three point seven on IMDb. That high? <laughs> I've never seen a score that low on IMDb. <laughs> wow, what was so bad about it? Uh, like, like I asked that genuinely. I'm so curious. I I haven't seen it myself, but th- the reviews I found said basically that like like the way that Matthew Morrison played the Grinch was just absolutely terrible. 
Like he was trying to be like, Hoo-hoo, look, I am Loki. I am mischievous. Everyone loves me. But also like doing the whole Grinch thing. And apparently it was just not great. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I am entirely blaming Matthew Morrison for this. Uh, huh. <laughs> Anyways, I'll fix it up there and I'll bring it back here next day. <laughs> yes. Next day, Will walks into the classroom, sees the devastation and all of the kids who are just sitting there like, like, yes, shit got wrecked. And he's like, I know that Sue Sylvester is behind this. And Brittany's like, no, it was Santa. He's just ironing out the dings and dents of the North Pole. And Willa's like, Brittany, do you, do you, could you tell if that Santa was, uh, was masculine or feminine? And Brittany's like, nope, Santa. <laughs> it was Santa. Santa's a boy. Santa's always a boy. And they're like, okay, well, I guess everyone, let's just uh, clean this up and let's not destroy Brittany's vision of Santa Claus. And Rachel is like, hey, Finn, because we don't have a tree and because we're nominally the leaders of the Glee Club, uh, let's go get a real tree after school. (sighs) Schemes. So, So, so Rachel and Finn have gone to the Christmas tree place christmas tree growing grow a real christmas tree cut it down christmas tree shop <laughs> thank you <laughs> and, and rachel's like i wore this christmas tree car freshener for you finn but i guess i don't need it since we have the real thing and she just chucks it on the ground <laughs> yeah rachel berry litterer uh then she's like it's cuddle weather you should hold me and finn's like actually we filmed this in california in october so it's unseasonably warm <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he shrugs her off and he's like, okay, uh, so let's just go ahead and try to find a Christmas tree. After Rachel is like, the Christmas tree is the hearth of the home. And Finn, don't you see how much I'm trying to care about Christmas? That means that I love you and I want you to take me back, please. Then they hear Wham's Last Christmas over the radio. And Rachel's like, oh, this is my favorite Christmas song. And Finn's like, yeah, it's cool. You want to sing about it? <laughs> yeah, well, God, I love this song. Want to sing it? Yeah. I was actually about to Which, make like, a joke of like, as one does. And then I realized, yeah, we do as people, don't we? <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I love this song. <laughs> yeah. And this is a vi- that's very true to like the music kid experience of like, hey, this song's coming on. Let's loudly sing it in public. <laughs> also, Finn makes a comment about one of the trees being too short. And I'm sitting here like, Finn... Finjamin, you're 18 feet tall. They're all going to be shorter than you. <laughs> Finjamin. <laughs> yeah. And then they kind of like walk through the Christmas trees looking at stuff. Rachel's kind of like, she's like picking out at Finn between the trees. And my note here is like, Rachel's literally just like, she's being a creature in this Christmas tree lot. <laughs> a creature. <Yeah. laughs> We're all just creatures in this tree lot we call on Earth. we're all monsters in the pocket of god (laughs) and then they finish singing and rachel's like last christmas i asked santa for you and then she tries to kiss him meanwhile i'm patting on a keyboard like just once 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 in my goddamn life i want to watch a show that has a jewish character who they don't bend over backwards to love christmas because everyone else loves christmas yeah (laughs) put it in your fic tanner Ryan Murphy has never met a Jewish person in his life. <laughs> no, he is not. No, wait, isn't one of the isn't one of the head writers Jewish? That that doesn't count because even if they say anything, he's not going to listen. Fair. 
<laughs> Wait a minute, it's actually just a rabbi. What? They say you just walked in. <laughs> <sighs> so anyway, they, they, they loudly sing about how uh about how they've broken up but love each other. And I'm just imagining yeah. being in that tree lot. Trying to find a decent tree for my <laughs> fucking kid who won't stop yelling. And just and, hearing, and across the lot of his hair, last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, please. I just want to go home and see my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And after Rachel tries to kiss Finn, he's like, but it's not last year anymore. And he's like, don't you see how screwed up I am over the fact that I've had two girlfriends who have both cheated on me with the same guy, hmm. and I'm breaking up with you. Maybe you can ask Santa for me next year. And leaves. My note here is, good for Finn! Yeah, I. it's actually, it wasn't until this point I finally noticed and wrote down his name, along with the, <laughs> the realization that, to me, he looks like he auditioned for the main dude in 13 Reasons Why and lost. Because he looks a lot like that dude to me. I don't- I haven't seen it, so I- I can't judge It's just the very generic, like, crew-cut, white bread-looking ass, like, male protagonist. See, Cory Monteith always looks unique to me because he is 18 feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) And he has great bone structure. Stands on his bones. And for, for that matter, I can't really associate him with Dylan Minnette because for the longest time that I have followed Dylan Minnette on Instagram, he had blue hair. So, like. <laughs> yeah, my notes past this point get scant because I think I just straight up, for like a five minute stretch, just spaced out and I started calling back scam callers. <laughs> <laughs> and just forcing them to listen to Glee. <laughs> yeah, that's what I should have done. Here, here, you you want to sell me car insurance? You're going to have to listen to this Glee Club explain Gift of the Magi. <laughs> Twitter calling me about my warranty because, I, <laughs> because I'm pretty sure I took care of that. Also, last Christmas I gave you... I'm going to have to remember that. I'm still stuck on the image of just yeah, wandering that tree lot while these two horny teenagers are singing to each other. <laughs> <laughs> just like Timmy, I I know you really want this tree, but you know that like money's been tight ever since I got yeah you know, ever since I got laid off from the construction gig. You know, you mean yeah, yeah. It honestly sounds exactly. like you're describing a TikTok sketch, like POV. You're stuck in the Christmas tree law while Finch will duet with each other in the background. Yeah. Oh my god, we need to get on TikTok right now. <laughs> we, we need, to, to, we need to make a loser like me TikTok account. <laughs> this is what pushes me over the edge until, you're, until four months from now. <laughs> like, I hate to inform, I hate to remind you that tree lots are not a year-round service. Yes, but trees. Trees are year round. <laughs> I go into God's tree lot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it, it's time for um, for an honestly really genuine high schoolers moment, <laughs> because then we we cut to because apparently they have to do this fucking once an episode. We cut to a dramatically close in shot on Finn's face as he says, "This is my dad's watch," and Mike is like. He would want you. He would want you to do this, Finn. And Mike moves a hat around because the boys are going to sell their watches and the girls are going to sell their hair. Um, because 
I have literally here, in a holy shit, they're high schoolers moment, they know about Gift of the Magi and are going to sell their possessions to raise money for the for the people at the homeless shelter. And everyone, and the girls are all like, I'm just going to cut my hair off, it's fine. Rachel Berry is like, if Barbara Streisand can pull off a bob, then so can I. <laughs> and Will is like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? You haven't actually read Gift of the Magi, so you don't know what it's about. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of... I think the joke is funny in concept, but it is like, I don't know how everyone is that stupid <laughs> in that group. Because <laughs> I'm like, if nothing else, how do you hear about Gift of the Magi without, and only just know about hawking the watch and selling the hair, and not like how the story actually ends? Like, <laughs> we not even read it. That's the most famous part of the story is, I sold my watch to buy you these combs. I sold my hair to buy you a band for your for your watch. That's like, that's the one joke. That's the joke is, of that I story. feel maybe they all had to read at freshman year of high school, so none of them remember it anymore. But again, no, my thing is just that it's not even a thing I remember because I didn't read it for the longest time. I didn't read it until I was, like, in college at some point and just decided to. Uh, but wow. it is like... I still knew this thing. Like, that's the famous part is not just they sold their shit. It is that to buy the gift for the other person. And it's, oh, it's it's irony because they, they like to hold the thing. But it's important because they love, like, without even reading it, that that's just what I'm yeah. saying. I think the joke would be is funny in concept, but it's just weird that they're all that dumb. Because that's the that's the famous part of the story is, and, oh, whoops, they, they, like, they go to give the gifts and realize. Yeah. Anyway, here's my gift to the match. I retelling where they sell their teeth to buy. <laughs> I sold my watch man to buy you this toothbrush. Ugh! <laughs> oh no. But okay, so then Will comes in and he's like, what's going on? And Rachel also, this is the scene where Rachel says it's Finn's fault that he bailed and we couldn't get a new tree. It's like, okay, come on, Rachel. Rachel, come on. Yeah. And then Will's like, you guys don't know the real meaning of Gift of the Magi. It's about trying to recapture the spirit of the first Christmas from your childhood. I'm thinking, no, that's not the moral either. Uh-uh. Nope. Mind you, I'm not sure what the moral of the Gift of the Magi is. Honestly, it's like a Goosebumps twist at the end. <laughs> yeah. And Will has a whole speech here about, like, recapturing Christmas spirit and stuff. And he uh, he says this while he sat down in the center of the of like all of the kids in their two rows of chairs and my note here was it feels like either like they're trying to set up a scene of like him of like oh a father telling the kids a story around the camp around like a, a fireplace or the last supper <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and He's like, but you know what will make you feel better and help you recapture the Christmas spirit? Let's go, let's go do caroling again to uh, raise money for the, uh, to raise money for the homeless shelter. Because there's some people we still haven't tried to fundraise to. <laughs> and then we get to have a really sweet scene that I honestly really enjoyed. Yeah, almost. I almost enjoyed it. Okay. Th okay. Then uh, would you like to take it, Tanner? Okay, so it's time for the holiday B and E. Brittany comes uh, into her. Oh, she's putting her Ken doll to bed because Barbie has an early flight tomorrow. And then she hears a noise, so she goes to her living room where the Christmas tree is, and she sees Beast as Santa there. And she's like, "Wow, Santa, this is like the third time I've seen you, and the the third different skin tone you've had since seeing you. <laughs> what are you doing here?" And then Beast 
pulls down his beard to talk in the same way that people pull their masks down to talk, and I did briefly just have the like the, the Pavlovian nerves to smack him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he sits Brittany down, like, let me tell you, I've been doing a dry run, but I want to talk to you, so listen. There was once a little girl... <laughs> Yeah. Once upon a time, there was a little girl who was a lot heftier, a lot huskier than the other people. And she wished for Santa that she could be skinnier like all the pretty girls. And Santa could do a lot of things, but he didn't grant that. But what he did give her was patience. And eventually, she learned to appreciate what she had and she put it to good use. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, th- this half is good. This is a good half of the story. And then Brittany's like, was her name Ricky Lake? And that's funny, because hairspray. And then... <laughs> And then Beast of Santa's like, listen, th- there's a lot of things that I can do, but I'm not going to help your boyfriend rock again. Uh, anyways, bye. <laughs> now, here's, here's my gripe, is that mm-hmm. the story could have been used to demonstrate to Brittany and the audience that Artie does not need to be able to walk to have a fulfilling life. Yeah. And that yeah, having yeah. A di- when you have a disability... You shouldn't be constantly focused. Well, first off, if you have a disability, you don't. You it it sucks to have everyone saying, "Oh, I wish you didn't have the disability." And also, you shouldn't be constantly telling people who are disabled, ah, "I wish you didn't have that disability." Yeah. And so, Beast mm-hmm. could have told a story about how, like, uh, the, I understand that you wanting your boyfriend to be able to walk comes from a place of love and appreciation, but him walking wouldn't change relationship at all. He can still have a great life, and you can still have a great relationship. And Mm -hmm. it is not his fault that society does not create a world that is easier for him to live in. And so I can't make your boy... I'm not going to make your boyfriend walk because he doesn't need to walk. But what I will do is I will do my best to make a world that is better for him. That that is very valid, Tanner. Yeah, I think you're absolutely... I I think you're dead on. (laughs) Like, that is... That is a thing I've been... Mm -hmm. I've actually been thinking a decent bit about that uh, ever since uh, the kerfluffle about Spiritfarer, which for context is my favorite game ever. But it was pointed out after the game uh, released... That one of the characters, a fellow named Gustav, uh, through conversations, mm-hmm. it becomes apparent that in life he had some sort of degenerative disease uh, and like was eventually confined to a wheelchair. I don't think they ever say specifically what it is, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah. And people pointed out that it kind of that it plays into the thing of like, wow, I'm glad that I d- I'm not disabled anymore now that I'm dead. And it's like people and Ooh, like and spe- and the Spirit Fair team has been supposedly there's an update later coming like I think actually later this season uh, that supposedly fixes his whole like care like a lot of his lines which is easy because it's not there's not like actual recorded lines they can just change the text uh, so yeah, I'm, and I'm yeah. hopeful they they fix it but like I've been thinking about it since then of like a lot of people were like oh the snowflakes blah blah blah, blah which was just always uh, Twitter pre- comments are fun mm-hmm. but it did make me realize I think what a lot a lot of, like, because I am myself able to, and I'm not, like, a particular activist, so I'm not, like, super, I'm not, the like, the authority on this sort of topic, but I realize, I think what it comes from a lot of able people's perspectives is that the fundamental misunderstanding is that people who are disabled are constantly thinking about the fact they're disabled, as opposed to, you know, living their life, like, just living a normal life and occasionally having to account for the disability. Like, that they're constantly like, man, I wish I wasn't in a wheelchair, or man, I wish I had two hands, as opposed to like, no, that's not, they're not, (laughs) they might think about it, like, if they, 
end up disabled, like, you know, have to have something amputated. It might be a constant thing on their mind for a time, but people are capable of not constantly thinking about their own disabilities and wishing they were quote-unquote fixed. And, yeah, this episode yeah. absolutely plays into that of, like, oh, you know, already just, it really sucks you're in a wheelchair. You must constantly be thinking about it and how much it sucks. As of, like, yeah, so I think, yeah, I, I totally agree with what Tanner was saying. This could have mm-hmm, been way better. Mm-hmm. Like, this could have been done well if it was actually played for, like, no, this is a bad thing to ask for. Instead, they just lean into it further. Yeah. Yep. Glee. 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 So Brittany's sad now. She's at school and yeah. she's sad, and she doesn't know what to believe anymore. So Artie goes to Will, and he's like, hey, Will, Brittany is having a blue screen of death moment. So I'm going to take her home. Uh, will you guys be okay without us? And was like, yeah, we'll be fine. And then we get to then cut to the teacher's lounge where uh, Finn is giving a speech to the teachers about like, hi, you you know, you know, most of us, we're your students. And we know that teenagers suck a lot of the time. Um, but we hope that you listen to us sing because we're and we're raising money for people and teenagers with a lot less than we have. It's it's a nice little speech because Finn <laughs> Finn starts being very like self deprecating about how gosh teenagers really suck huh and Will's <laughs> like it was like Finn Finn you're you're belaboring your point <laughs> please get on with it <laughs> and then we get to cut to uh, Sue relishing her victory in her office and it's very cute because Becky has like a candy cane and she's like 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 licking it like one like one one thing at a time and that's precious but she turns around and she's like what's that is that music <laughs> and they sing welcome christmas and it's super cute they do well and sue learns that christmas doesn't come in a store it doesn't come in boxes and bows it comes just as long as we have glee which they hit real loud when they get to that part of the lyrics. Just as long as we have glee. <laughs> Just as long as we have jobs. <laughs> we're almost there, so, y'all. We're nearly there. So after that, they're walking back to the choir room and Rachel's like, So Mr. Schuster, now that you're divorced and Miss Emma Pillsbury married a dentist, you're going to be completely alone on Christmas Eve, right? And he's like, yep, I'm going to be alone. And she's like, unless you want to come join me and my parents for Chinese food. And he's like, nope, I'm good, thanks. And because I thrive on scraps and crumbs, there's a nice little moment when they're walking to the classroom and Quinn and Mercedes are like, like doing like a side hug. Like, yeah, we did a good job. And like, friends, they're still friends. <laughs> Thank you, Dinah Agron and Amber Riley for this small crumb of characterization. <laughs> And then guess what they see? What do they see? Well, they see a rewalk. They see Artie in a rewalk, which is a set of robot legs that he can strap himself into that that walk for him that he can use mm-hmm. sometimes. It was a Christmas miracle. It was at Brittany's house when they got there. Her dad has no idea how it got there because he was taking a long poop. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's gathered around and they're like, it's so cool. And everyone's like, Santa did it. It's a real Christmas miracle. And my note here is Coach Beast thinks so. <laughs> from uh, from where from where he's standing outside the classroom watching this happen, and kind of smiles to himself and walks away, <laughs> and then fades into nothingness. He was a ghost <laughs> the entire time. 
No, he can't do that yet. <laughs> we need you, Coach Beast. <laughs> Come back! Come back! Uh, and so, yeah, I think... And there's only one scene after that, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, last yep. scene. And we have no comments. End of episode, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that was certainly a final scene. Uh, <laughs> so, God, that dude had a so, really nice house for being, like, a... Te- a teacher at a shitty high school, right? It's an oh, apartment. No, that, yeah, it's a, it's a shitty apartment, actually, allegedly. Still a really nice-ass apartment. Like, I know that that's what happens in sitcoms and the like. Like, the characters uh-huh. always have way better apartments than they should actually be able to afford. But for some reason, especially the fact that he had a fireplace, didn't he? Or was I imagining that? Yep. Yeah, like, yep. I saw that. I was like, this dude's supposed to be a teacher at, like, a really shitty high school. Because I was remembering the line about, like... They don't use pencils as weapons. And I'm like, that's a joke you make about a high school that really sucks. And this dude... Uh-huh, uh-huh. This dude's got a nice... Got some nice-ass digs. Like, lordy. It, to me, just kind of took the impact out of the fact that, like, oh, like, it looks like he's gonna be alone on Christmas Eve and it's sad. But then, oh, no, like, hey, uh, they all showed up to be there with him. Like, it kind of took the impact out of it for me just because I was still thinking, like, God... Damn, that's a nice house. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be I wouldn't mind being alone on Christmas Eve in that house, that apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Sue has uh, broken in because she had mm-hmm. a key made ages ago. Yep, because that's just what she does. Mm-hmm. She learned. She learned well from her mother. Um. <laughs> so Sue's like. Hey, uh, yeah, I let myself into your apartment and I got you a present. Your present is a Floby so that you can get rid of that Chia pet that's living on your head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she also brought in the entire club as well to help decorate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No yeah. one should be alone on Christmas Eve. <sighs> Fine, Rachel. <laughs> Merry Christmas in September, y'all. Merry, and Merry Christmas to all and to all a good glee. Because we fucking could use one. <laughs> yeah. My, like... Okay, so since we officially finished the episode, my, my thought here was, like, this is just so much less satisfying than A Nifty Gifty Christmas, which is the episode that Tanner and I, like, wrote last year for our podcast's Christmas special, where we did a, where we did a Christmas episode for the first season. <laughs> and it was good. I know part of that's probably the fact that we were like, we're going to write this for us. But I think we did arguably a better job writing it than they did with this episode. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, this episode was... It was in- indeed a very Glee Christmas. Yes, it was. Can confirm. Contained many Glee. Much Glee. So, such Glee. Much wow. <laughs> so, right, Theo. Theo. Yeah. <laughs> Am I about to be quizzed? What? No, no, <laughs> yes. no, no quiz. Which member of Smosh made a cameo appearance? <laughs> I mean, the fact that I didn't know who the fuck you were talking about. Like, it's Damien Haas who's on Smosh, and I'm like, I have not paid attention. Mm-hmm. I know Anthony Padilla left a while back, and I just stopped giving. Like, I don't. <laughs> it's actually even funnier because literally one of my first notes was, "This is so painfully unfunny. I feel like I'm watching an old Smosh video." <laughs> <laughs> 
did did he did he join Smosh after Ian left? Yeah, he's or like part Anthony, of the new Anthony the left. new generation of Smosh. <laughs> Smosh the next generation. Let it <laughs> let it die. I mean, it's making people money, I guess. Like <laughs> now time for a Smosh recap podcast. Y'all want y'all wanna watch some food wars? <laughs> or food battle, oh that's what it God. is. Food wars is the anime. Yeah, well, we're going to do that next time. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, so, Theo, mm-hmm. uh, at the end of every episode, we come up with a gold star song, which is the award that you would like to give to the best song of the episode. And we each get to give one. So what's your favorite song? Uh, no contest. It is the two gabies singing uh, Baby It's Cold Outside. <laughs> Like, no, for me, no contest. Because, again, that was the one part of the episode I uninhibitedly enjoyed. Good, good, good. Are y'all not doing... Are y'all not going to do a kill no, star? No, um, we, we have a spreadsheet, and I was trying to see if Tannery was going to type it in or if I should. <laughs> and I was trying to see if you would. <laughs> Wait, if you're writing this spreadsheet and I'm writing this spreadsheet, then who's watching the show? <laughs> Who was phone? <laughs> uh, Christina, what about you? Uh, I think I'm also going to give it to Baby It's Cold Outside because it was just fun. Yeah, like it was just really. I did. Yeah, I did really enjoy Welcome Christmas, but for that one, I'm uh not Welcome Christmas. I did enjoy uh the most wonderful day of the year, but for that one, I more so liked the I more so liked what was going on than the music. Yeah, but Baby It's Cold Outside, good. Very good. I'm also going with Baby It's Cold Outside. Many of these songs washed over me like a cold slushy, but that one was alright. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, so Theo, now you get to give a gold star to your favorite non-singing moment. No, oh, I, I have to pick just one? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit. I'm trying to think. Uh... Uh, I'll just go for the Thanksgiving joke because I thought that was actually I thought that that was a joke that actually made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, there's not <laughs> there wasn't much in this episode that really got me that wasn't apparent. <laughs> but I did think that I thought that was Thanksgiving. Like I thought that was actually a funny line. <laughs> nice. What about you, Tanner? Um, I think I want to give it to Artie insisting that we're going to keep Britney's Santa spirit alive. Nice. Nice. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to go for that too, but I'd like to give uh, special honors to Coach Beast being just like an absolutely kind person for trying to help Britney and for fucking buying a rewalk for Artie. (laughs) Yeah. And now the easy part, Theo. Mm Hmm. What what moment do you want a slushy? What moment do you want to hurl a slushy at? It was so bad. Oh god, this one I do unironically have to say I have to pick just mm-hmm. one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it usually is like that. I mean, I yeah, I would. I, I mean, it's kind of the easy shot, but I would probably just say the whole arty subplot of I want my boyfriend to walk because it was like from conception to execution, just no, none of it was very good. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Like. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just yeah that that one I'm gonna go for the easy shot because like I think you were absolutely right it could have been well done if the focus was 
if the eventual lesson was like don't ask for something like that not because it's impossible because it's not necessary he can live but instead it's like hey i can walk finally i'm normal like you guys <laughs> i was like oh yeah <sighs> <sighs> yeah finally i'm a whole person like oh christ <sighs> good job tiny tim <laughs> we live in a society and whose fault is that ryan murphy um I I am also picking I'm also picking that although the honorary mention does go to Rachel blaming Finn mm-hmm. for them not getting a real tree because Rachel's bad. Oh yeah, I absolutely yeah, agree with that. I agree with both of you that uh that as Tanner has put in the spreadsheet, uh already got a walk plot. Yep. Our- uh, it was that is terrible. And I am going to I am going to cover the bases and I'm gonna. Well, no, I'm gonna say that mine is. Uh, mine is Rachel saying, "For the love of God, take me back, Finn." Yeah, that I think definitely does. I forgot about that. I was gonna bring it up, but then forgot about it. But yeah, the the specific part, she's like, "It's time for you to forgive me." I like actually was like, "Shut up!" Because <laughs> it's like you don't say that to people like when you cheated on them. Yeah. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah. Bad. Bad. Sh- show bad. Show bad. Show bad. I mean, hey, sometimes yeah. bad shows exist. There, there were some parts of this episode that were decent. Yeah, but there were also some parts of it that were bad. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's that's it. Christmas is over. Christmas is canceled. Now the liberals have come for Christmas. <laughs> Christmas is canceled. <laughs> um, Theo. Hmm? Where can you be found on the internet? Uh, I can be found on Twitter at four whole moons. That is the number spelled out whole, not half. And moons is in the place I would prefer to be than in a chair watching another episode of Glee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Valid. Uh, I also got a website that I desperately need to update. Uh, Uh There's not a lot on it. Just it's where I can. It's where I just kind of so I can be a writer boy with a website. And I've started adding a tab of just like. Stuff I do like this. Oh, and also I'm uh, one of the main cast members on Kingdom Hearts of Forgotten Era. Or Forgotten Eras. We keep... It's technically Forgotten Eras now. We just keep calling it Kingdom Hearts of Forgotten Era. <laughs> uh, which can be found uh, at KH underscore AFE on Twitter. Pronounced cafe. Nice. Nice. Yep, if you like... If you like... <laughs> if you like... If you like all the parts about Glee that aren't singing and also just like... The, like young people beating the shit out of each other and RPGs... Listen to Cafe. Hey, do you like Kronk? <laughs> and Kronk. And Kronk. Oh, yeah. you know what? How do I forget about that big buff boy? Loser Like Me is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. We can be heard on your podcasting platform of choice, and if we aren't there, let us know and we'll work on getting there. We can be found at Loser Like Me Pod on Twitter and through Loser Like Me Pod at gmail.com. Uh, so next time on Glee, uh, we're going to get to do the big game. We're going to get shot out of a cannon. Fortnite? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> From glen to glen and around every mountainside. That's a callback. That's I was doing now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, I heard. I, I am familiar with Oh Danny Boy. Oh, I was Number in choir. They would have done something like that on Glee if that had been around, wouldn't they? They absolutely would have. Uh, but, but that's it. Thank you. Thank you for being forced to be here today. And thank you for having yes. me on. Like I said, I love attention. 
Uh, and then this is the part where I'll count to three, and then we say, and that's what you missed on Glee. Uh, and it doesn't have to sync up. It, 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 the Discord cut out when you were in the middle of saying what we all say, but don't worry, I'll figure something out. That's what you missed on Glee. Oh. <laughs> I was just going to improvise something. One, two, three. And that's, and what, you that's what you missed on Glee. Missed on Glee. Nailed it. We did it. <laughs> One try. Missed on Glee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I wasn't recording. Hold on. <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now. As we riff the show, Tanner and Christine are going to figure out why we love the show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, because you're listening. You're listening to Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me.